everyone, I'm Shelby. And I'm Erica. And welcome to the All Things, Things Melanin Podcast. <laughs> we are certified high women are getting you through the week. Be sure to subscribe so you'll never miss an update. So, Erica, mm-hmm. what's popping? What's new? How you feeling? <laughs> you know you just saw me the other day. <laughs> <laughs> no, so, let's talk about how we went to this restaurant. What yes. is it called? The Melting Pot. It is. It's like a fondue restaurant. So, one thing we try to do is we try to do new things, fun things together instead of just going you know to Chili's all the time I like Chili's I do I love that skillet queso um so (laughs) we try to do different things as friends to you know kind of expand our horizons yes so we went there it was my first time being there not yours but mine so basically you cook your own food in this melting pot in the middle of the table right and so I was telling Shelby I'm sounding all like I ain't never been nowhere like I don't ever take her nowhere (laughs) why we gotta cook our own food like what are we doing (laughs) Like, no, but it was actually really good. They gave us, like, it was called Ladies' Night. Yeah. So we got, like, a cocktail included, and we had steak, shrimp, and chicken. Yeah. And what else did we have? Oh, like, uh, dessert. Yeah, and, a, and it came with, like, a salad, and then there was, like, a cheese portion. I will say, don't go and think you're going to be, like, roadhouse full. Nah, because the girl was hungry after. You're going to be, like, <laughs> you're going to be, like, first date full. <laughs> You know, like on your first date where you don't eat a lot, you be trying to be cute. You gonna be like that full. Like we don't stuff yet. So you be like, because mm. there was a torchies tacos like next door, and I was gonna go there afterwards because they just didn't give me enough food. But but it's like a fun it like a experience. experience. And one thing that I like, a lot of people used to go like on date night with their boo. And since I don't go got one yet, I be making my friends go to stuff like that. Example A, Erica went with me. Yeah. Um, you gotta have your coinage together. Um, <laughs> if you're gonna go there, I mean, it ain't no two for 20. It's <laughs> Shout out to Chili's, but it's more like a two for 60. <laughs> Erica put in her own bill. Just so <laughs> y'all know. like, um, what? But yeah, so that was cool. But anyway, speaking of date nights and all that, let's talk about our dating and relationship segment. <sighs> so today we're gonna talk about privacy in a relationship. Uh-uh. So, how much do you keep private and why would you keep it private so you know erica i'm gonna keep it 100 (laughs) um i would say in the past i haven't been as private as i should have been just with putting information out there and letting people know i got a bag and he this and he that um one of the things that i said i am gonna do in my next relationship is be more private because when you're not private that allows for people to think that they can talk about your relationship or give advice on your relationship, or, you know, just be in a relationship, period, when it's between you and the other person. So I will say in the past, I have not been private at all. I was one of those chicks (laughs) that you know what I'm talking about. But I would say one of the goals that I have for myself in my next relationship is to be very private and careful of the information that I put out there. And honestly, nobody really gonna know. I mean... I'm a big advocate in privacy. I'm a private person in general. It doesn't have to be just about a relationship. It's just that's how I've always been. So especially in a relationship, um, the thing that really I really try to tell people, like, you should be a little bit more private, is especially if you're going through an issue with your man and then you're telling your mama and you're telling your daddy and you're telling your Mm. cousins and you're telling your friends. Well, guess what? They're not going to like him. Uh-uh. So, and then all of a sudden you're like, oh, well, we made up. Then they're going to look at him like, he can't come to the cookout. We don't like him. It's like you're telling, <laughs> yeah. because you're painting this picture of him to 
to them and that's all they know is every time you go and vent because he done got on your nerves or, or whatever. Yeah. So that's number one why I feel like you should keep things private. Um, I'm not saying that you need to be hiding your relationship, but yeah. being private with like issues that you're going through and then especially watch who you get your advice from. You can't get your advice from everybody because yeah. they're going to steer you in the wrong direction and mm-hmm. you're going to be lonely. And yeah. that's just how it is. And then, have you ever seen somebody, like, they were so public, and then they just shared all their life, and then they broke up, and you're like, okay, you didn't share it, now I feel like I need to know why y'all broke up, because exactly. we all in this relationship. And that's kind of another reason why. Um, So, in college, I was dating this person, and I was very, more so, kind of sort of public about it, Um, told my friends about it, told my parents about it, he met certain people in my family, and different things like that. So y'all know something happened <laughs> and um long story short he just wasn't honest about something that I had given him the floor to be honest about I remember asking him when we first started talking the funny thing is I wasn't even really that interested in him <laughs> it's something that I had to work on and then I ended up liking him after we you know hung out and stuff like that and one of the first questions that I remember asking him I was like hey are you dating someone else? Are you talking to somebody else? Because this is like pre-dating. You know what I mean? So yeah. the crazy thing is I was talking to like three or four people. And I was like, yeah, I'm talking to people. And he was like, no. A couple months later, come to find out, he lied. And y'all, when I tell you how livid your girl was. And then I thought, and then afterwards when I was thinking about it, I was like, you know, I've told this person about my friends. I've told, I've introduced this, I've told my friends about this person. I've told my family about this person. This person has met certain people in my family. You know, I'm out here tweeting little cute stuff like he the one and he's so cute and he this and he that and we gonna be this. And y'all, I just remember being so mad at him and so disappointed. And it wasn't my fault that he did what he did. But then when you have to go to your family or to your friends or to whoever that you've told about it and tell them what happened, everybody want to give their advice and their opinion on what mm-hmm. you should do and how he did this and how he did that. But if I had just been a little bit more private about the situation, I probably could have saved myself a little bit of embarrassment and a lot of frustration. Yeah, that's so true. Because you don't want everybody like in your business all the time. And like I said, trying to give you the wrong advice. Because I just look at it like even my friends. Like I'm private with my friendships. Like if my friend is going through something, I'm not about to sit up here and tell everybody what yeah. she's going through. Because that's between me and her. So same thing with, you know, me and my man. We have, it's just, it's our relationship. It ain't yeah. our relationship, my mama's relationship. Yeah. <laughs> like it's between us. So I'm in all for being private. Yeah. And I think. You just have to be very careful of the information that you're sharing. Like, if y'all went, like, on a cute date or he said something funny or y'all are working on something and it's not that big of a deal, of course, you can share, like, yeah. little menial stuff. Yeah. But things that are in between y'all that impact you all that are more serious and that people aren't going to get over it, if you can live with it and you know you're going to get over it, pretty much keep it to yourself. Yeah, exactly. So, moving right along to the journey. So, this is where we talk about something we've learned on our as we're building um, all things feminine, mm-hmm. like what have we learned so far? So one thing we learned is to work on your craft. So I always say like having your gift and your talent, that's number one. Like that's yeah. a given. Like the reason why we even built this was because we have talents in um, what we're doing. Yeah. But also that's the easy part. Like we need to work on that craft Yeah. to make sure that we're taking classes or yeah. researching or something like that. 
Yeah. And never think that just because you are at a certain, you could be at a really good level already with your craft and think that you don't need help or improvement or classes. You will lie. Um, an entire lot and (laughs) i'm gonna tell you why just because both of us work like in the marketing digital um sphere or whatever job market and the one thing about it is that things are always evolving and changing and trends and analytics you always want to be able to come you always want to be able to keep up with that information and if you are stuck in a certain time frame or a certain year you're not going to evolve past what you need to evolve um, past, I think the people that are the best and the people that stay at the top of their craft are people that invest in themselves, people that aren't afraid to take classes, people that aren't afraid to ask for criticism, people that aren't afraid to step out on a limb and try something different. You have to be willing to adapt. You have to be willing to change. And I think it's important to invest in yourself to be the best. Yeah. I feel like if you really believe in yourself and you really believe that you have what it takes have to invest in yourself not investing in yourself is saying that you want to fail yeah exactly because you don't know everything there's mm-hmm. always something to be learned always there's always something to improve on yes so that's what we've learned we've we've decided that i mean we've had training on how to talk in front of the camera yeah like we we really take it that serious we're not just oh we cute let's just film record and see what happens no we have like actual training that we pay for yeah. to to make sure we know what all we're the doing. they yeah. took from me <laughs> exactly but it was worth it like it we, was we really are doing what we can to invest in in um our brand so Next, we have the words of encouragement where we just leave you with the Bible verse and then we will end with a prayer. So the first, the Bible verse that we have is from Philippians 4, 6 through 8. Um, it's one of my favorites as well. Um, it says, be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God and the peace of God will surpass all understanding and will guard your heart and mind through Christ Jesus. Sometimes, especially for me, it's so, I'll say it like this. God has literally given me a vision of what I'm supposed to do. And he's given Erica and myself a vision of where all things known and can go. And for me, sometimes I get really anxious and impatient because we haven't reached that plateau where everything comes together. And it's really hard sometimes when you know what you're supposed to be doing and you know your purpose and you haven't gotten there. It's hard to get down. It's it's easy to get down. It's easy to get discouraged. It's easy just to be mad at God about, God, you told me this and you told me that, but you haven't, you know, showed it. You haven't given it to me yet. And one thing that I've had to learn is that to get on my face and pray. Pray when I'm mad. Pray when I'm anxious. Pray when I'm impatient. Pray when it's not working out. To get on my face and to pray and to be faithful unto God. And to know that if he called me to do it and he gave me the passion, the purpose to do it, that he is going to make a way out of no way. But one thing that I think that we forget to consider is that we got to prepare for it. That we have to be equipped for it. Because when you get to the next level that you're going to be at, there are going to be new demons. They're going to be new devils, and it's a whole nother level. Like, when you get to another level of success, whether that's in your industry or opening your business and not being successful, or even another tax bracket, there are whole new devils that are going to come out of you, or they're going to come for you. So I feel like you have to be steadfast in prayer so that God can reveal to you what you need to work on and what you need to be prepared for. 
this past um week I was on my way I was on my way somewhere and I had to take a lift. And in the lift, um, I'm usually a really talkative person, but honestly, for some reason, I just didn't really want to talk this particular time. But the person kept talking to me. Come to find out, you know, he was a preacher, a man of God, and all that different things. Anyway, he ended up prophesizing something to me that only my mom knew. Something that I hadn't told you, something that I hadn't told anybody in my life. And it made me think of that when Erica read this Bible verse because I was anxious. I was impatient and I had been praying and just all these different things. And I just want you to know that whatever God has for you, sometimes he'll send you a message or a confirmation. And it's normal to be anxious. It's normal mm-hmm. to be impatient. But sometimes we have to offset that with prayer and God will reveal what he has for us in that time. Exactly. And I always like... I always get anxious too. That's just how <laughs> I operate most of the time. But what I find that gives me peace is not only prayer, but actually sitting in silence and asking God, okay, yeah, speak to me. And yeah. sometimes I don't hear nothing, to be honest. And then that's sometimes okay. when I get into praise and worship, yeah. that's when he speaks to my heart. So it's like if I concentrate on what I'm thankful for yeah. and not what I'm anxious about, what he hasn't done yet, what's what's still bothering me every day, what stressed me out every day. Yeah. If I just focus on the praise, then all that anxiety and worry and stress, it leaves. Yeah. So I just encourage you guys to just don't be anxious. It's going to get better. Yeah. So if you haven't already, be sure to subscribe to our podcast so you're always aware of when we drop another episode. If you haven't checked out our website, check that out at www.allthingsmelanin.org and be sure to share with a friend. Um, So we're just going to close out in prayer. Um, Heavenly Father, thank you so much for this day that you have made. I pray that whatever our listeners are struggling with, whatever they are worried or anxious about, I pray that you would ease that impatience, ease that anxiousness. I pray, Lord Jesus, that you would bless them, that you would supply them with all of their needs, that you would supply them with all their wants if that's what you see fit. I pray that they would know that they are enough, and I pray that they would know that you are going to work it out for them. I pray that they know that faith and prayer work. Again, Lord Jesus, I pray that they know that faith and prayer work, and I pray that whatever they are struggling with or sad about or down about or whatever they are needing, I pray that you would supply that, Lord Jesus. In your name I pray. Amen. Amen.